Welcome to Sports Psych. In today's episode, we are going to take a look at the Malice at the Palace. We're going to talk about the Toronto Raptors ex-players who are looking for championship rings. And talk a little bit about the NCAA, their fines and suspension of James Wiseman and what that means for amateur sports. So we're talking Malice at the Palace. Just finished watching the 30 for 30 um, on ESPN. It was uh, 15 years ago this week. It was November 19th, 2004, that the Malice in the Palace occurred. The Indiana Pacers versus the Detroit Pistons, obviously in Detroit, the Palace at Auburn Hills. And after a not a very hard foul, um, Big Ben Wallace goes after Ron Artest, tempers flare, typical basketball fight, you know, fake punches, you know, some pushing and shoving. Nothing overly um, different from this uh, than pretty much every basketball fight that you see. Ron Artest, well, formerly known Ron Artest, now I guess he's, I don't know, Metal World Peace, Panda Express, uh, KFC, whatever the heck his name is this week. I'll always remember him as Ron Artest. He takes a seat on the scorer's table. Well, I shouldn't say takes a seat. He uh, lays down on the scorer's table. So I guess that was a little, you know, he's just waiting for tempers to cool, which is actually, you know, to his credit, he removed himself from the situation. But at one point, uh, a fan in the stands comes up to him, apparently, or allegedly, uh, throws a couple of racial slurs at him, and then a bottle and a beer. And that sets him off. He jumps into the stands, goes after the, you know, he saw the person, exactly the person. He goes after him, starts throwing some punches. Steven Jackson gets into the crowd. Uh, Steven Jackson, let's be honest, he was in there to, to throw some punches. A couple of the other Pacers and, and Pistons fans go in there trying to break it up. Tough to tell, you know, in the melee, in the stands, uh, what's going on. Punches are being thrown, security, you know, a couple of fans, too many fans are jumping in and, you know, again, throwing more beer, throwing more punches. It seems like things start to settle down a little bit. They get all the players out of the stands. They're back on the court when two piston fans show up on the court and literally square off against Ron Artest. So Ron Artest throws a couple punches at the first one. Steven Jackson flies in and knocks out the other one down to the ground. Um, just really just a horrible, horrible scene. Uh, players and fans and, and you know, Larry Brown gets on the mic, the coach of the uh, Pistons at the time, and tries, or tries to cool, cool them down a little bit. And it's just nothing's working. They start to get the guys to, uh, at least the Pacers players, to head back into the into the locker room. More beers being thrown at them. More things being said. Just disgusting. Bad on the player side. Absolutely horrible on the fan side. Uh, I think the NBA learned a lot in terms of security. Uh, they've done a much better job, I believe, since then. Although there's still some instances. Uh, or occurrences that happen, but I think they've done a much, much better job since. Um, I think the players are trying to stay cool. 
uh, you know, and Russell Westbrook, as an example, uh, you know, last couple of years has had some instances where he's been unhappy with uh, what some of the fans have been saying to him, as opposed to running into the into the crowd. You know, he calls security, lets them know, lets them deal with it. So I think the players understand um, how to react to it a little bit better. I think it's embarrassing as a fan of sport. Um, of how we treat these athletes and talk to these athletes. That's one thing to boo and, you know, do those types of things. But some of the things you hear in the stands are just, it's, it's not right. Um, so I think the players have kind of understood that and they're, you know, understanding they're getting paid to do a job and we probably need to understand that too as fans. In terms of the fans, I, you know, I think a few of them taught, were taught some good lessons. You know, I actually don't hold the players fully or even, I don't even give them the majority of the blame. Uh, you know, players coming onto the court and squaring off against a player, you, you deserve to get punched in the face. Like, like let's be honest. Um, so, I, you know, hopefully fans understand that, you know, your job, you, you know, you pay your ticket to go in there and watch a game and, you know, cheer and boo as loud as you want. Um, but that's it. Your, your job is not to interact or defend your team physically um, if something goes down. So, so I think just a, uh, you know, we need to remember what happened that night. I think we, uh, as fans and players, all need to learn from it. Watch the 30 for 30. I think it's a good uh, a good watch. I think it's entertaining as well as informative. So um, we just remember back. And, you know, in sports psych, what we're going to do uh, from week to week is look back at some of these um, things that happened uh, in the past and, and how they relate to today's game. Your Toronto Raptors. Wow. Um, coming off an NBA championship season, a lot of pieces fell into place. Uh, mad respect for Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, uh, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul, all of them. W- amazing. It was a, an amazing run as, you know, with any championship. Uh, a lot of things um, have to go in your favor, you know, get some breaks, the ball's bouncing in your direction. You know, there's there's no asterisks, there's no stars next to anyone's championship. Uh, you won it, you deserved it. Uh, you played the games, you supported your teammates, you put in the work and you won an NBA championship. So congratulations to the Toronto Raptors that won the championship. My apologies to those who were not there to win the championship. Jonas or Jonas Valanciunas, DeLon Wright, uh, DeMar DeRozan. I actually feel bad about that one. But DeMar DeRozan. You guys did not win a championship. So I've been reading a lot on Twitter and uh, on some other sports shows talking about this debate, whether they deserve to get rings. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas apparently got a text from Kyle Lowry. What size ring do you want? The reality is you don't get a ring. Okay, this is not uh, this is not the Oprah Winfrey show. You get a ring, you get a ring, we all get a ring. No, you do not get a ring. You weren't on the championship team. You played for the team that season, but not in the, at the end of the season, not in the playoffs, definitely not in the NBA championship. So therefore, why should you get a ring? You shouldn't. Uh, if I leave the company that I work for in June, I'm not getting my year-end bonus. 
It just doesn't happen. Uh, now I understand it wasn't by choice that these players weren't on the team anymore. They were traded. But it was the trades that you got to assume helped the team get that first seed or the top seed so they could have a home court advantage uh, in the finals. And it's that team that won the championship as it was constructed. And when I say that team, I mean all the players in uniform and all the players like OG Ananobi, Moreland, that were Jeremy Lin, right? That were in street clothes or sitting on the bench. They're still part of the team. They're still the part of the Raptors organization. They deserve a ring. Uh, Drake, love him or hate him, is a employee in some capacity of the Toronto Raptors. He is their global ambassador. And if they decide to give him a ring, then by all means, they can and should. Uh, Nav Batia, you got to give Uncle Nav a ring if you're, you know, if you decide to, you don't have to, you know. but I think he's the super fan. He's kind of that guy that hasn't missed any game since the opening season. He, I think it was named the grand marshal of the parade. So no, not technically part of the team, but again, if the Raptors feel they want to give him one, then he should get one. I have a friend who works at MLSE. She was given uh, a ring as well. I think a lot of employees were. I believe they have separate levels, level one, two, three, four, and five, uh, I believe. And they decided to give employees of MLSE, uh, give them rings as well. Celebrate the championship, guys. Enjoy it. Like Milk it for all it's worth. You, the Toronto Raptors, their fans... Their associates, you guys are NBA champions until someone else becomes an NBA championship. Um, now, and you will ever be NBA championships, uh, sorry, NBA champions, um, but you won that championship, it's yours, enjoy it. For the players not on the team anymore, just I don't believe you deserve a ring. And I think if I you know, were on a team and got traded and that team went on to win a championship, I really wouldn't want a ring. How, how do you wear that ring? How do you show, like, unless you're just going to sell it, what do you tell people? Oh, yeah, well, you know, I was on the team for the first 30 games, and then they traded me. And the next 50 games and playoffs, and yeah, I wasn't there. I was I was on another team. You know, imagine uh, Memphis had been in the playoffs and faced off against the Raptors. Um, so what, he, he gets a ring? Because I guess it would have been in the finals because East and West, right? So he gets a ring no matter what? Just, it makes no sense at all. Uh, so for all those that are standing up for that, uh, these ex-players should get rings. You know, you're wrong. James Wiseman. Hey, let's um, suspend a guy 11 games for taking a loan or taking some money from someone before they ever played for our school. Oh, and by the way, let's uh, not just suspend him. Let's fine him $11,000 uh, that he needs to pay to, I guess, a charity of his choice um, for, for, you know, paying or paying back that money. Okay, so let me get this straight. I took out money before I started going to a university and now you want me to pay it back, whether it be to the NCAA or to a charity, when you know I'm a college student who can't work because of NCAA rules, who can't make money off of my fame 
um, or endorsements or jersey sales or autographs and you want me to pay back $11,000. So I can't work because of your rules and I'm somehow going to come up with $11,000. It might as well be $11 million. Who are we kidding? Uh, For those of us that have been to the university working or non-working while we went to school, it was hard enough for, for us to scrounge together 50 bucks. You know, I remember some weeks where I had to decide, you know, does this money I have go to, you know, laundry or does it go to um, beer? And in most cases, beer won. And, you know, I was washing my clothes in my sink. Who are we kidding? The laundromat, you know, took all my quarters, but uh, we had a bar nearby that had quarter drafts uh, that was right off campus. So I got a bag of quarters. I got my roommate and it's, hey, let's go do our laundry or let's go out and have a couple of quarter drafts. Yeah, you can tell how old I am by uh, the quarter drafts. So clearly, in those little plastic cups, by the way, it was disgusting. But uh, but that's 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 a story probably for another day. But uh, I couldn't put together enough money, you know, like I said, $100 to go for a meal. Meanwhile, you know, you're asking James Wiseman to pay 11 grand uh, in fines. I think it's ridiculous. I think the NCAA is a joke, uh, the way that they extort and take advantage of their student athletes. And I think that uh, it's going to get worse. And it's gotten worse because now you got companies like, and I'm not knocking ESPN, I love ESPN. However, they're now uh, going to televise Bronny James, the son of LeBron James. They're going to start um, televising his high school games. Are we going to pay him for that? The answer is no, they can't because uh, he'll get in trouble. I'm actually, to be honest, I'm really surprised LeBron James isn't making more of a fuss about that. Um, obviously, maybe just wants his kid on TV and give him some exposure. But at the same time, um, you know, for a guy who's been a pretty strong uh, proponent of paying college athletes, even though he didn't go to college, uh, you know, you would think he wouldn't want his son exploited like that. And that's really what it is, right? We're taking these athletes and, and using their skill and their fame, right? Especially in the case of Bronny James, because he's LeBron's son, taking his fame for our benefit. And by our, I mean adults, the working class, right? ESPN's bound to make money off of televising those games. That's why they're doing it. The NCAA has been making hundreds of millions of dollars for years off student athletes. Um, Their coaches get paid millions of dollars and the students get nothing. Sorry, not nothing. They get an education and that's incredibly important. Don't get me wrong. However, you know, I think there's multiple ways we can do it. So I know we're changing some of the rules uh, where they can get uh, money based on their jersey sales and and their likeness and those types of things. So that's definitely a step in the right direction. But uh, I think the the point I'm trying to make is one, you know, maybe we just need to blow up the NCAA and start over. Or there needs to be a regulatory body that defends the student athlete. Um, because I think they're the ones that are getting taken advantage of. And, you know, formerly being a student athlete at 17, 18, 19 years old, we don't know what's what. What's what. Like, who are we kidding? We think we're smart and we know everything, but we don't. Um, so I think there definitely needs to be more protection for, for those student athletes on their side. And, you know, NCAA, come on. Your, your rules, your regulations, they're hundreds of years old. They're outdated. Let's, you know, let's go to work. Let's, let's make it better for everybody. Um, and um, in terms of ESPN posting, uh, sorry, televising 
Bronny James's games, right? I think we're setting a really bad, bad precedent. And, you know, it's, I feel it's, it's just going to get worse. So uh, hopefully uh, we can make some changes there. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Psychos. Join us again next week for another episode of Sports Psych. And uh, follow us on Twitter at AK Sports Psych. AK, like Anthony K, Sport, not plural. Psych, P S Y C H, because I always spell it wrong. I figured I'd share it with you guys. At AK Sports Psych on Twitter. And uh, listen to our podcast next week.